Welcome to Lights in the Sky podcast, episode 111, casual chat about uncasual things. I'm Luke. And Tone is checking in for the podcast. How's your levels? I think this levels me. I'm a little loud. Are you a little loud? Tone is here for the podcast. Is it just your phone? Is that a question? Levels are good. Yeah. I think the levels are good. We we can see the levels. Um, Probably the first time in a very long time where I haven't had to scramble for, oh God, what episode are we up to? Mm. Um, I'm not sure why that is, um, but 111, we made it to 111, which, fun fact, in our country, that's the emergency services number. And what's the number when it's not an emergency, but you just want to call for a chit-chat? Star triple five. Is it 105? Is that what you call now? I think it's 105, yeah. yeah. So it's like there's an emergency number, and yeah. then there's the, it's not really an emergency, I just kind of want to talk to someone. <laughs> is that what it's for? Um, what would you call 105 over triple one? Non-urgent. Like, like someone stole my potatoes. Um, like that sort of thing. But I, I've got home and someone stole them. I don't know. Because it's not like I can see the thief now. They've just broken into my house while I'm in my living room. And they're, wielding, they're here now. Wielding something. At they me. just yelled a thing at me. That's not really a 105 thing. It's a 111 thing. I don't know. Like if I walked out, say when I leave here, I walk outside, my car's been stolen. Mm. What do I do? Do I call the police? Um, this segues well, nicely into my well, first anecdote. Just sort of say, oh, it's gone forever. I'll log an insurance claim. Yeah, I mean, you could do, yeah. Well, I've got cameras. Because the, the so. police aren't going to care. Well. They'd be like, oh, your car's been stolen. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop everything. Why, why, do you, why do you say they wouldn't care? Because there's so many other things they need to do. Yeah. So I had to call Star Triple Five today. I mean, not today, this week. So what's that for? <clears throat> Uh, to report dangerous driving oh yes i have actually done this so this dangerous driving happened while i was sitting in the car park of the doctor's office i was in my car at the time and a car backed into me what yeah car just backed into me what no way and so i jumped out to talk to them and they drove off oh shit and i got their license plate i've actually got a photo of them on my phone because it has that really nice quick Uh, you might not know because it's samsung but on the home screen is like bang photo. Oh yeah, I can do that Snap too. Snap photo. See again. Yeah. Um, but they got is away. Is button here? Yeah, that's the one. I don't know if iPhones had it. That's Siri. That's not Siri. No. It's, yeah. So I managed to get a photo of them leaving. Um, uh, Did you get a uh, sick selfie with you with the dent? <laughs> <Yeah>. Totes. <laughs> nice. Um, so so let's forget that for a second. Okay. Um, actually no. Let's take a look at the kind of uh, the net gains and losses of my last two weeks, okay? And okay. I'll, and I want you to decide: is this karma coming back to me, or is this still worth it? Like good karma or bad karma? Like like I don't know if it's if karma is the right word, but it's that thing of like: is my universe now evened out? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So in it's the last just like two a weeks, magic penny. Hold on tight. You don't get any. Is yeah. that? But lend it, spend it, give it away. It'll come right back. Come to right you. back to you. Yeah. 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 Did I make that up? 
No, you didn't make that up. I feel like I made that up. I was singing that in primary school and I didn't know yeah, you then. No, I think it sort of went around the schools maybe after I made it up. I wasn't a primary school. It's probably the nearest school to you, right? Nearest primary school to you. Oh, so we were mere blocks away. I think, I, I don't know who you quite were. Why? Summerfield. Uh, and there was like um, Thorrington School or something. Oh, hardly counts. <laughs> well, that's where I went to play centre. Good. <laughs> um, uh... You're just saying that because you didn't want to be associated exactly. with, with where I grew up. <laughs> exactly. Um, on the wrong side of the tracks. So if I look at my last couple of weeks, I have been off to a flyer. So I got a free bet from the TAB. I might have told you about this. This is my can't lose betting system. I noticed that if I... Um, Do you want to tell everyone about this? I've, I've got a way where I actually can't lose from the TAB. Okay. I actually can't lose. You realize I've just been bailed out by the government, so... They're like in a precarious position, so you've got to be kind to them. Well, yeah, like betting's going to go away. Yes, yeah, why they you bailed out? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like no sport for anyone to bet on. So. Um, they'll figure themselves out. Well, there is now. I'm not, I'm not got, taking enough sort of money it. for it to really sort of weigh in on the on The, the TAB should have diversified into not just sports stuff. It should have gone way out of the field. You like in the UK where they have those crazy things where you can bet on anything. Yeah, you bet on like who's the next prime minister. Yeah, like baby names. Baby names, yeah. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Do the baby names have to be royal? I feel they, like it's just royal babies there. It could be, pool. but you could say there's Jenny and Rick. There's here with these guys. What are you going to call their baby? Jick. Yeah. <laughs> be good odds on that. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm going to give you a list of things that I'm up on, and then I'll tell you the extent of my damage, and we can just figure out, am I at zero, or have I lost, or have I, am okay, I still ahead? Okay, so yeah, gains, losses, so overall. So my, my gain is, um, got a free bet from the TAB. Yep. Um, uh, or a, a bet where I couldn't lose, and... If the bet didn't come through, I lose none of my money. If it did come through, I win some of their money, right? So, which they don't have any, but well, they gave it to me, so yeah. they must have some. <laughs> yeah, um, it's the government paying. So that bet that. came in. Like I put it on um, certain player to score a try in a game I was watching. Okay, had a feeling in my waters, um, and it came through. Uh, it's rare for me to actually place bets. I'm not that guy, but. I do know rugby league. Doing the app? Yeah, is there a TAB app? Yeah, I got the app. That's good. Yeah, it's quite a rigmarole. Um, you have to like send them photos of your ID and um, you know sample of your urine, that kind of thing. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> you forgot your stool sample, sir. <laughs> so I won fifty bucks from that. It's good. Good score. Good score. Um, I'd be happy with that. Went to brunch, enjoyed it, that kind of thing. What sort of brunch would you have? Pancakes? I had French, French toast. toast. Oh, yeah, French I did toast. have French bacon? toast. Uh, no bacon. That's good. Berries. Berries. Ooh. Like I mean, a, comp- a compote. Yeah. You could say <laughs> I that. I don't know what that is, but I say compote. Um, okay. Okay. That's good. So, so you, that's good, right? So are we, is good the berries plus the $50? Is that what we're saying? Google berries. Yeah. My twig and my Google berries <laughs> yeah. plus the 50 bucks. Nice. Um, then we won a, I'm trying to think. Because it's quite a... We won a HelloFresh box, which is like the equivalent of like Blue Apron, mm. where, you know, they put all your meals for a week in a box and deliver it to your door. Yeah. Um, so Way that, too much hard work. Well, I mean, we do that work anyway in my house. We do cook. So... <laughs> you don't get Uber Eats out here, do you? No, we don't. No. Um, so that basically saves us um, 70% of the week's groceries. So how'd you get that big box? Uh, somebody... 
somebody nominated Tamara or something, or she won it off Instagram or something like that. Okay. So we're up on the deal, right? Again, we're up. If then, it had been inadvertently delivered to your house, and would you have just claimed it? No. We're not those people. Okay. Would you have called... Hello, hello fresh hello yeah. hello fresh hello yeah. fresh yeah yes fresh speaking no like you're missing one of the hellos you gotta give us double yeah. um, would you call 105 to report that yeah. hello fresh dropped off in my house i'm not a subscriber so then um the company emails get sent around the other day and they had um survey results for an internal survey and they had a thing tacked on for answer this question and you go on the draw to win a hundred dollar present card I won that hundred dollar present oh, card. This is good. This is a good run. All in the last two weeks. This is I'm a good run. Flying right. Um, so get that sweet, sweet present card delivered to my desk the next day. You spent it. Some of it on what? You're sitting on it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got some your, seats for yeah, our yeah, pardon it's table. It's, it's not like I'm sitting on your lap on like a new <laughs> pair of jeans or something. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I spent it on underwear. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> No, these seats that you're sitting on, and I also bought um, Call of Duty Black Ops 3 for my PC. I've nice, been playing and nice. playing online Gamer. and whatnot. Gamer. Um, and, yeah, so I've still got some change, some change on that card. Nice. Um, so then, then what did I, what happened? So then I got an email from my insurance company, and um, because of the lockdown, they had lower than expected uh, payouts on car insurance of which I have two policies with them, so they're refunding me 20-something dollars for each one. Nice. So another 55 that's bucks good, coming that's, my that's way. Good. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. I feel like I feel like they're setting a precedent to be like, everyone should be doing this. Yeah, I haven't I haven't had that. Who's your insurance company? Tower. Uh, AMI. They've just closed all their branches. So they could, <laughs> they're saving all their money on these branches. So they can give me some of that. Give me some of that sweet cash. I suppose they could. Yes. Um, so I think that's I think that's the run of my good luck. And then I'm so, sitting, and, I, and I kind of got it on your good luck as well. Um, I mean, you're sitting on some of my. Well, there's luck. that, but then also you change pa- um, power companies. Mm. Mm. That was the other thing. Yeah. Is, I don't know if you can count this because I laid a complaint, but they responded to my complaint by um, crediting me a hundred dollars on my power and fifty dollars on yours. So yeah, because <laughs> they didn't honor a friend get friend thing when I changed power companies to the same one as you. Yeah, so I I, I benefited out of that. So imagine imagine being me in that headspace of like we should these call, things just keep. keep we should coming. get one hundred five on the line as Brad. <laughs> but then again, there's bad stuff coming, isn't there? So I need to. There is bad stuff coming. So then I go to the doctors. It's not terminal. <laughs> and I got cancer. And I got three months to live. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this will yeah. be our final show. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, shouldn't joke about. Um, no, I can so, still think you're up. <laughs> I mean, I can't, couldn't lose that no. TAV one, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then I'm sitting at the doctor's office, um, uh, and sitting in the car because I was early. And if you're early these days, you wait in the car rather than in the um waiting room due to COVID. I always want to wait in the waiting room anyway. Yeah. They should just message you when you're ready and go on. Well, that was the thing. I mean, it's a doctor's office, so I waited until my appointment time, then went and waited a further 15 to 20 minutes yeah. in the waiting room because they're always late anyway. I think anyway. nothing worse than waiting in a waiting room with a whole lot of other sick people. Yeah. It's nightmarish. Yeah. yeah. So then, um, while I'm waiting in the car park, I felt a decent shake on the car. Like, the car behind me had just reversed because it was kind of... If you drove into this car park, you go 
left in park or right in park so mm -hmm. essentially both cars are facing away from each other and this one just reversed and i think they were going i think they thought they were going into the empty park next to me but they missed right so they just drove so into me so you know like your, your your car ass was hanging out all out there oh no no to no. be to be plowed no. into no no not at all um so then uh like i say i jumped out they started driving away i snapped a pick they left I went into the doctor's office and said, do you guys have cameras or anything? Because someone just hit me in the... That was a really loud motorbike. Yeah, piss off. Yeah. Um, someone just here. Yeah. I mean, now I'm going to have to buy soundproofing in here. I'm going to win some more pressy cards. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have had our studio reconfig, as um, sort of mentioned of the chairs, but... Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. in a much better spot now. Yeah, I'm on the other side of the room. Yeah. Anyway, um, you got it assaulted in the car park yeah um, so when you say hit do you think they thought you mean they'd been assaulted by somebody or they or did you clarify it was your car that had been hit i just, i said no i did i said my car was just reversed into a okay. in car park yeah and so the assumption being that it's a car park and it was reversed into was that it was someone in another car yeah <laughs> not just someone walking um and they had that look on their face like they had that look on their face like i know exactly who this is because only one person's left in the last 10 minutes yeah but can't tell you Ugh. um so i'd call 105 on them because <laughs> they're withholding information so i had to go and do the doctor thing and then came back out and um, did you tell the doctor what had happened no really no i didn't tell the doctor i would have told the doctor i didn't yeah, they want to I was know. just like, what are they going to do? Check you for whiplash. <laughs> That's not a bad point. <laughs> yeah. um, so then uh, called the 105s. I actually, no, I called 105 straight away because I still had a, a few minutes before I went in in case they were actually like, you know, drunk or why stoned or why something. Why didn't you go after them? Well, I had a doctor's appointment. Yeah, but screw the doctor's appointment at that point. You're going after them at that point. I would be going after them. So by the time, like, because they sped off. So they yeah, were, they I'm, were, they would have been long gone by the time I got to my car, reversed out and got out to the street. So, but you weren't in the car when it happened. Yes, I was. Yeah, but so you're in your car. No, but I got out to talk to them. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. So, yeah, and then as they're driving away, I was like, oh, and then they left. Oh, so, so I, I kind of I, even I, had sort of five or ten Missed opportunity for like a bit of vigilante. Yeah. A bit of vigilanteism. So then, um yeah called 105 they said okay we'll try and find the people I was were like, they sympathetic? no you won't were they sympathetic no no they don't they're care. all business they don't care and so then i, I said I, I, so what I'm do we sure do 105 don't do anything they're no. just they're just the dumping ground for the shit that yeah. like people they don't want to deal with and they're like yeah we'll get it right onto that <laughs> <laughs> whatever yeah um and then um yeah that's those people with like the britney spears headset and they're <laughs> just doing their nails like oh yeah. i'm so sorry next <laughs> um so then they said i had to file a police report which Ugh. i can do over the phone or online i waited on the phone for 15 minutes and i was like i'm gonna do this online then so i did it online having her back um uh, called the insurance company i was like because i my car's been hit once before my old uh, car my primera i think it was got hit and fine fine vehicle that was and um i said oh here's the rego number and they said i oh, we can see that's one of our customers um you know we'll track them down and they called them and said you know did you have an accident they said yes totally my fault and honky dory this time around they said well we don't have their details i was like i've got their rego i've got a picture of their car like what do we do here and they're like unless the police track them down nothing you pay your 500 hundred dollar excess jesus so so 
Obviously, I'm down because I haven't made 500 bucks in the last two weeks. Yeah, you, got like 20, you got like 20 bucks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the only kicker is I think it's going to buff out. I don't think they hit me hard enough that it's a problem. I don't think they took any of my paint. They just left theirs behind. So tomorrow I'm off to Daddy-O's and yeah. he's going to go buff it with his buffing machine. And there's a good chance there's nothing actually wrong with my car. Right. Can you Apart do from that, the rigmarole? Can you do that thing where you like you pay like on that car jam website and get the details of the person who has the car? I don't know what that would do though. Like, you can go after them. To do what? Um, small claims tribunal, something like that. This is this is this is what people have said to me, and I'm like, it'll buff out. Like, I just can't be asked with that. That's the principle. That's what they say. I'm like, if it was you, you'd happily you know spend an hour on the phone to the police. Another hour on the phone to the insurance company, then pay car jam so you're down now of money. You're paying yeah, car jam to get details. Then you're what ringing them or going to a lawyer? Uh, no, small claims tribunal. You don't have to. You don't have to do anything. No, you just lodge, lodge the claim with mm. the evidence, and they will follow it up. Okay, it may take a little while, but I've heard people have done it, and it's worked out fine. Yeah. So even that though, if it buffs out. It's like, this is all over within like half an hour. I guess it's the principle, right? Yeah, it is. The principle. It's not worth my time. No, and that's the trade-off. Whereas I'm so full of hate and spite that I would probably do it. Yeah. I could see why you would. If it was damaged, if it's damaged, that won't come out. I just don't think it's bad enough. Like, if it was anything more than buff out, then I'd be doing everything to shirk around this $500 excess of mine. So, yeah. Or find them and using the other car which is the older car back into their car and drive off you wouldn't be happy with that it's your old car oh, I know, and you the, love it there's an element of spite there <laughs> do you do you know somebody has a tow bar yes okay then do that get Just their car the tow bar thing back into the car with the tow bar no harm no foul to the, the tow bar see I, I've said to mo- multiple people I'm not going to pursue this anymore mm. it feels I'm, like I'm somebody who would back into you though their car's probably riddled with dents and marks mm. and scratches if that's and the like, they are. I don't know why but I make the assumption that if they're at the doctor's office at 12 o'clock on a Tuesday they're probably old even though I was I don't know why I make that assumption you know I did um, I remember I first got golfing at Goldface and I went to the supermarket at lunchtime from work. And this mm. old guy just, like, did the real old man. Great. Got out of the car and just opened his door smack into oh. my car. And I got out. And I was just like, I can't really yell at this guy. But I'm so fucking furious about this. I just said, you hit my car. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'm like you shouldn't be driving. I but I couldn't, you can't launch into attacking some dithery old man, right? Well, the, a similar thing happened to me when I first started at my work. And it was like like that um, thing we talked about the other week where you didn't pitch in because you were only new to the job. Yeah, I shouldn't have had to. <laughs> <laughs> didn't pitch in for the morning tea because the guy's leaving and you didn't know him. He's gone which now. Which is another story. But um, when I first started at my work, I parked next to someone. They opened their door straight onto mine mm. while I'm in the car. And I'm like... Don't want to get offside. Probably hasn't left any damage. I'm just not going to say anything. I guess. Yeah. I had I'm like, I will never park next to you because you're this, like, it wasn't it wasn't an accident. It was like they thought, no, this is okay because it's got those little rubber moldings or whatever. It's yeah. like this is what they're for. Bang. Like, no, it's in case it happens, not so that it can happen. I, I remember about five years ago. I remember this. <laughs> I was I was parked at that subway, about to go on to get a sandwich. Yeah. 
and carpools are next to me and there's quite a good space between the car park mm. door opens smack right into the driver's door as i'm still sitting in the car what the hell get out and it's how are these people doing this heavily pregnant lady oh and i, re- I, I, I retract my last I put statement the, i put the window down i'm like you just hit my car i didn't sort of realize she was pregnant at that time she's like oh did i like yes yes you did um could you apologize? Could you at least apologize for it? Maybe. Like, like I'm gonna check if there's any damage. But can you at least apologize, yeah. please? Oh, it didn't mean it's just as a tight car, but it's like it's not okay. And then the husband all gets fired up about it because oh, it's your fault they hit yeah. you with their car. And I got a bit smart back to him, and um, I left because I thought he's gonna hit me. <laughs> You're like, all right, I'll have to get a meatball. Yeah, so I didn't get Subway. <laughs> You didn't? You left? Well, I, yeah, I was getting this. You I didn't want to hang around. I thought this, this, this dipshit was going to uh, deck me one. Mm. God, those people are the worst. I know. They're the anti-mask wearers, I yeah, bet. Totally. If, you, if you're listening to this, do you have any message for anyone who might be listening to this who doesn't believe in wearing a mask? Don't fucking listen to this podcast anymore. That's I, it. You're I, out. I wholeheartedly agree with you there. You're, you're, you're no longer welcome. We don't want your ear holes. I'm, impo- I'm imposing a ban on anyone who yeah. thinks that a mask is... Or even COVID is a conspiracy. Yeah. Don't want to wear a mask. Anything to do with your freedoms that you don't want to follow common sense about, yeah. you're no longer welcome. Yeah. You can insert uh, headphones over your ears and you can put something over your face and then you can listen to our podcast. If you don't, you're right. Correct. Um, socially distance on that. Yeah. So what do you think? Like, that's the end of my yarn. We should probably jump into our big juicy topic any second now. Um, the time's at the top of you. I want to see on our on our revamped studio we have a timer up the top of our screen um so do you think i'm up or i'm down on the deal i think here's so i think you're up thank you and the reasoning is it's a buff out and you have someone in a family in the industry that can assist with a buffer with a buffer (laughs) where if it was old uncle ton over here yeah i think i'd be down uncle tom Uncle Tom. Tom. Yeah. Tom? <laughs> Tom. Uncle Tom. Tom. Over here. Uncle Tom? Yeah. I think I'd be out of it. Okay. But I would have pursued this with a level of vengeance and spite <laughs> never before seen. Maybe that. Maybe that's karma. Maybe cause, because I'm a calm person and, uh, you know, not a vengeful soul, that maybe... <laughs> Maybe the gods smiled upon me and said, well, let him buff this one out. Yeah. <laughs> but then I, to that, I'm like, well, why did you let it happen in the first place? Why did I let it happen? No, the gods, you yeah. know, the, the universe, the karma world. Like, just don't let it happen in the first place. Yeah. I guess i got to even things out. You can't have all this good luck. I used to remember... Apparently you can't. Apparently you I can't. I used to always think, like, when lots of good things were happening to me, I'm like, I'll start, oh, shit, something bad's going to happen soon. <laughs> Do you know, so it did cross my mind. It did cross my mind when everything was coming up Millhouse. Yeah. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> this is, this is, this is uh, ominous. Anyway. So, uh, anything else to add before we dive in? Um, I'll, just, I'll just say something. This will be a very quick, maybe a reoccurring segment. Um, Here we go. Be quite quick. Right. How did it flush, by the way? Uh, it's not installed yet. <laughs> the vanity is still delayed. <laughs> Haven't got there yet. Okay. Who knows when that's turning up? Okay, great. Um, yeah, the reoccurring segment is my cleaner's gone AWOL. You have a... Oh, that's right. You do have a cleaner. Not a Japanese cleaner. But um, just haven't seen it for a while. Do you mean like they're still charging you? No, so it could she, be hasn't turned, no she hasn't turned up. They're yeah. not responding to messages. This is what would happen if they died, isn't it? Yeah, well, who's going to... Because like 
the who like the cleaner we found out the cleaner like she was going to get a divorce from her husband chiho no <laughs> this is not that one that's the japanese one that i didn't get i might need to get the japanese one now okay um yeah and just she's gone well and like she was supposed to come on thursday yeah which was yesterday didn't yeah. turn up didn't send a message send a message saying are you coming nothing no response said hey do you want to come friday no response it didn't come the previous week either hmm so let's just we'll continue to monitor this one yeah I mean, we're off next week but we'll um we'll see if we're if we see the following week whether whether we get an update yeah, whether we get an update that's fair um i'm a little concerned r.i.p your cleaner i think yeah what are you gonna do this it i was thinking the other day like what happens with all this stuff like like there's there's people's what is your your anthony aren't you no there we go sorry doing some admin in the background okay why is every plane train and automobile out <laughs> as we're recording this is not fair actually this is way easier looking at my ipad is it yeah i like this okay good um so we clearly haven't got the hang of uh continuing to talk while we do something visual no <laughs> between no, us no. Yeah. <laughs> this is like mouth agape staring at it it's like yeah. oh yeah that's good um do you want to go we more than a handy on that <laughs> you're talking zoom level yeah just for everyone playing at yeah, home we are going up a zoom level we're gonna do one two five would we go fit width it's a bit too much because nah. you're gonna be scrolling too often Oh, that reminds me. Another thing happened. Are you gonna Are you gonna scroll or? Yeah. Oh, actually, I, I wouldn't. I, I can we go back to one two five? Can you give me a one two five on that? I'm just thinking that. You want is, a one two five? Let's give me a one two five. I'm gonna give you a one two five. I prefer a bigger. I'm going one fifty. One fifty. What were the other ones before? Meet it's you, the fit. Meet you in the middle. Go can we do a custom? <laughs> can we do a we're custom one thirty seven. A custom one thirty seven. Why do you need it to fit? I can scroll. Yeah, but it's just a bit big on my eyes. It's small on my eyes. Alright, we'll, we'll stick with this. Okay. If I hate it, I'll go back to my iPad. Can you go custom? 130. Give us a 137. 37. No. No! <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. There you go. Um, that's, a good, that's, a good, that's good. That's good. That 125 <laughs> is the sweet spot, I reckon. What was I saying? I have no idea. Oh, yeah. Um, it's related. I got contacts. I got contact lenses. Oh, nice. I'm not wearing them right now. I'm wearing glasses. You're in the glasses. But I have yeah. worn them. They're good. I enjoy them. I can't imagine anything worse than putting in contacts. Yeah. Like sticking your finger into your eye. Ugh. Yeah. The worst bit's getting them out. I reckon. Oh. Because you've got to grab gee. your eyeball and pinch. Oh my god. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> that makes me touch my eye. Like when I think about it. <laughs> Ugh. I'll take them out in front of you on air one time. Oh god, no way. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to dive into this tale. Um, Tony Notes Boy has done some notes um, on on a wee doco we found, or you found on Amazon Prime. What was the story? How did this come to your attention? So I was recommended this by somebody. So uh, a friend of a friend was round at my place of um, residential accommodation. House, yeah. House, and um, I was just talking about how we've been doing these uh, Amazon, like, about, talking about what we do on the podcast, and talking about the um, some of these docos we've been reviewing, and really, um, I and don't talk about the podcast much. Uh, don't know why. 
I'm just not a I'm fan. Just embarrassed eh? about. I'm it. just really not a fan of this podcast. <laughs> One star. Carry on. <laughs> and he mentioned to me, "Have you heard about this missing four one one?" And I thought it was because uh, when people pitch me stuff for the podcast who aren't aware of it, I instantly think you it's get up. people pitching for the podcast. Yeah, I bring it up often. It's I um I in- instantly think this is a piece of crap. Your suggestion sucks. You have no idea what actually would be good content. Yeah. Shut up. Go to hell. Never talk to me again. Get out of my sight. So um, normally that would be my reaction. Okay. I'm across quite angry in this episode, aren't I? <laughs> a little bit. Um, but I was. A, I, and I, you take them to small claims yeah. court. <laughs> <laughs> I kick this guy. I kick this asshole out of my house. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "What is it? What was he? What was he on about? And how do we look um, mm. afterwards?" And um, I, when I first saw it, I was like, "Is this like? Is this just like a um, some sort of like crappy B grade?" Um, stories, film school project sort of thing. We've done that before, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've t- definitely seen a few of those. Yeah. Um, so still valid, but still go valid. on. Then I thought, oh, okay, so this is either something that's real um, and it's some sort of crappy story or it's um, something that's made up and they've come up with this idea about hunters that go missing. Mm-hmm. So did a bit of a, of, of a deeper dive and found out there's actually a whole lot of series of books and that this guy... Who has been in, who is doing this? Has done a previous documentary um, called Missing Four One One, and then just recently we've had Missing Four One One: The Hunted, which has just come out. So I haven't seen Missing Four One One, so we're jumping straight into the sequel. Right. Okay. I didn't realise that. Yeah. So um, this is the second. Had one. I known it was a sequel, I would have put my foot down and said, yeah. "I refuse." Well, I didn't realise it was a sequel until I was sort of a little bit into the original doco and saw. Wait, because I thought I was reading about this one, but actually then I started reading about this missing 411 original hmm. it's like huh you what bitch you bitch this is you've terminated two me this was my argument for not watching terminated okay. two because i haven't seen the first one so and wh- now you've 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 tranny tricked me into <laughs> to seeing this out of order how dare so you? So I well, what I've found is there's, there's no problem with watching this out of order. All this is uh, this That's one. What you fo- said about Terminator. This one focuses on <laughs> the. Uh, I, I saw Terminator two before Terminator one. Yeah, we shouldn't. The same have thing to happened to me. Um. So yeah, it's not like there's not like there's not like you need to watch the first one to get the second one. But I have now. I have no backstory on these characters. But no, they're not in the thing anyway. <laughs> anyway, let's not argue about this. Okay, this, is gonna, this is going to distract us from this bloody thing. We'll, okay. never, we'll never get through this. Okay, go. Okay, so I kind of need the thing now. You're, you're, we've watched um, 411 The Hunted. You found it on Amazon Prime. In New Zealand, so I don't know where it is elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I might do is I might just read the first bit and we can sort of just explore on this. Because I, I, this is kind of like as I was going through this and learning about this and putting this first bit together, this is kind of my understanding of it, and it will, and everyone will learn at the same time that this is actually something that's legitimate, mm-hmm. and it's not some made up bullshit B grade, C grade, D grade film school project. Okay, there's something to this. Okay, great. Okay, so let me introduce you to David Politis. It's taken me a while to get that name right. David Politis. He's a. I'm glad you did. What is with Shut this up. highway out here? Yeah. David Politis is a former police detective and prolific author of the Missing 411 series of books, which detail accounts of people who have seemingly, inexplicably, I knew I was going to struggle, struggle on that, <laughs> gone missing in the woods and wildlife areas of the world. So Politis's books have examined a large cross-section of missing persons reports from North America and beyond, some dating back decades. 
Decades. Decades. In 1977, he began a career in law enforcement, transferring in 1980 to the San Jose Police Department, working in the patrol division of the SWAT team, street crimes unit, and a variety of assignments in the detective division. In 2011, after leaving the police force, Pilatus wrote books on the topic of Bigfoot, as well as on the disappearances of people in national parks and elsewhere, which he attributes to unspecified unknown causes. In his pursuit of Bigfoot, Pilatus self-published two Bigfoot-related books and created the research group called the North American Bigfoot Search. NABS. <laughs> yeah, NABS. NABS, for which he serves as director. So when I saw the Bigfoot bit, I was like, okay, so this guy's got a little bit of like the paranormal mm. crypto type angle. So is he just like the police officer bit gave me like, oh, okay, so maybe he's a level-headed individual. Then the yeah. Bigfoot bit came in and I was like, no, he's not just a crazy crypto guy, is he? Yeah. It's easy to bullsh on that bullsh, stuff, right? yeah. Easy to just so wheel a, out bullsh. That nah, BS. <laughs> maybe that's what they call it. It's like, nah, BS. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. It still doesn't come quite right. <clears throat> you want me to take it from here? Um, I'll do this first, but then you can maybe jump in at um, Lily Pond Road. Okay. So according, according to, to Politis, <laughs> Jesus Christ, according to Politis, his work, work on, on the missing, missing persons. Oh, sorry. Subject began when he was doing research in a national park, and two off-duty park rangers found him and expressed concern about the questionable nature of some of the missing person cases which occurred in the parks. So imagining he's out there doing research on Bigfoot and these two park rangers come up to him and have a chat that's what they say in the doco anyway he was in the park he was cornered and they were like hey do you know about these missing persons yep uh the rangers knew politis's background and requested for him to research the issue politis obliged and asserts that he uncovered multiple lines of evidence suggesting negligence on the part of the park service in failing to locate the missing people he it's like a lawsuit right there right yeah yeah he broadened his investigation to include missing people from across the world, and this led to his belief that he has uncovered a mysterious series of worldwide disappearances which defied logical and conventional explanations. As of 2020, which is, not to date the podcast, a recent year, Politis <laughs> has written eight books on this topic and researched 1,200 cases which fit the unexplained missing persons profile he has developed. He does not yet have a theory on what is causing disappearances, which seems fucking lazy to me. Come up with something. Well, maybe he's not that sort of guy. Although he, in, he I like this bit here. Uh, this is very cop, um, badass cop. Although he indicates that the field of suspects is narrowing. He says that wearing aviators, yeah. I bet. <laughs> yeah. uh, Politis advised his readers to go outside of their normal comfort zone to determine who or what is the culprit. See, that's leading. He says, or what? Yeah. Like, that's the leading stuff where yeah. it's like, he's not going to say what it is, but... <laughs> It's something I've never <laughs> seen before. The incidents he's witnessed all fit certain criteria. So this is the sort of uh, set of kind of rules or guidelines mm. that this kind of phenomenon apparently apply, uh, applies to, or some sort of unwritten rules yeah. that seem to sort of support all these incidents. So yeah. the people have gone missing in the woods or other outdoor setting. They have all been separated from others in the group, what he calls the point of separation. Uh, they have vanished near water or large granite boulder or granite or boulder deposits uh doggos cannot seem to track the victims mm -hmm. shoes or clothing is <clears throat> often partially or completely missing from the victim the victim the, uh, the missing seem to vanish in geographical clusters so three to 70 80 people sometimes in like a general area have disappeared over a period of time mm -hmm. their remains 
and or personal possessions are found in an area that is previously searched. So they look there and then all of a sudden their body parts, bones, mm. possessions appear in an area that was already looked, researched. Yep. And a weather event of some significance occurs uh, and someone. There's a few, there's a few others. It, it does go on. Um, the doco, each time they go through the doco and have a case, they sort of list the sort of circumstances that had occurred. Yeah, like a checklist, right? Yeah, of which of those things had applied. Yeah. Uh, essentially, these are cases that have extremely odd or unusual circumstances surrounding them. Mm-hmm. Politis focuses on people who shouldn't have gone missing, and if they did, should have been found quickly and easily by search and rescue teams. So the point here around focusing on hunters is that uh, the idea is that hunters are used to being in the outdoors, they're used to having survival gear, Carrying radios, GPS. Mm, they're more experienced. They're not phones, just some plebe who's gone missing, right? Yeah, they're they're design they're um they're designed they're outdoorsmen. Yeah, they're designed, they're kind of outdoorsy. Yeah, they they're good at what they're good at going to the wilderness. So like if some like one thing that uh, doesn't count is if that person is suffering from is like a mental illness or something mm. like that. That's always he doesn't include a person like that because yep. that could be someone who did that on their own or without uh, a sound mind approach to what they were doing. Exactly. Whereas these people are in the woods to bag themselves a kill, uh, some trophy, whatever, and then come home and then I don't know what what are hunters do when they get home barbecue. Yeah, sure. Okay, shower. Shit, shower, shave. Shit, yeah. shower, shave, and shampoo. Nice. <laughs> All right. So it's split into like four chapters, I believe. So the first chapter is uh, up to you. Yeah. So just before we jump into it, though, I would say watch it. It's frigging good. Yeah. Like it's really gripping stuff. Um, it's it's high production values. Yeah. If if uh, if if we think about it, this is I've been getting into rewatch podcasts of late. So listening to um, Scrubs rewatch podcast, The Office rewatch podcast, uh, a lot of time on Sopranos hands, <laughs> Sopranos rewatch podcast, and it's quite good because you kind of watch one episode a week and you listen to one episode a week and then you're kind of done for a bit, which yeah. is quite cool. But um, if you think of, and as a side note, I really wanted to watch the Entourage one, but. The guy had a speech impediment I couldn't get past. Oh, and yeah, it was really... Sweetheart. It wasn't like a... Like, I really wanted to do this rewatch thing with, with Entourage, because I really like Entourage. Um, good show. It's but the show. guy said his C's like a T. So, like... Example? Um, so, Eric's nickname is E. So, he would say, Eric, A-T-A-E... Oh yeah, <laughs> you yeah, just you just did that same shutter right. It's I just did. because it's right in your ears. Yeah, it's right plugged and in. I, and, I, and I imagine and some people. It's must. me. I'm shallow. I couldn't yeah. get through it. It's a me thing. Hey, look, power to the guy. I, I, He's I, even had people got so popular. People from Entourage have been on it. Okay. The guy, the guy doesn't need my ears. No, right? This yeah, but to be fair, thing. the Entourage crew aren't doing much these days. <laughs> what the well, hell? What the hell is Ari to. Gold up to these days? Um, stand up comedy. And well. I think he's one of those ones that has been shamed. <laughs> <laughs> he became a target of some Twitter lightning rod of hate. Jesus. So uh, I could be wrong. But anyway, um, think of this as a rewatch podcast mm. of uh, 411 The Hunted. Is that what it's called? Uh, missing 411 The Hunted. Yeah. Available on Amazon Prime in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> And I guess some people listening to this, they have to put up with our New Zealand accents, which can't yeah. be that pleasurable. Well, yeah, like I say, it's a me thing. Like, I don't, the guy's fine. He doesn't need me. <laughs> it's Luke, a.k.a. Lagis. Um, so, yeah, we'll jump in, go kind of chapter by chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one being Lily Pond Road. 
Paulides. <laughs> Paulides is quoted at the beginning of the film explaining why he decided to focus on hunters for his documentary. Paulides. Generally speaking, hunters are very experienced, aware, and knowledgeable outdoorsmen. And so when one vanishes, you know something unusual has occurred. A small sampling of some of the more unusual cases are included here in the movie to serve as examples. Thomas Messick, an 82-year-old hunter who in 2015 went missing in the line... <laughs> uh, Adirondacks. Adirondacks. No, 2015, the same year that pregnant woman hit my car. Do you know, this was the one, it, uh, it was like September and then the search ran into November. I was in America when this happened. You could have helped. I could have helped. You could have helped. If I had known, I would have helped. You could have flown across to the other side of the country and Because, helped. fun fact, this was Future Day. Future oh, Day would have been in there. Right. So when they been, went yeah. to, is it September 25th, 2015? I think that's what it is. Um, oh, I'm Back to the Future. I was in LA. I mean, I was in Vegas that day. Nice. Yeah. Um, a small sampling of some of the more unusual cases. We've read that. We've read that. Where am I? Adirondacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Messick, an 82-year-old hunter who in 2015 went missing in the Adirondacks in upstate New York, was ex- was an experienced woodsman who really did not have the physical capability to wander far from his hunting position, yet seemed to vanish without a trace. Now, this guy's a bit legendary because, like, he lost an eye in, like, an explosion um yep <laughs> like he was like a, he was pretty handy yes yeah very handy man um loved the outdoors it was deaf in one ear and blind in one yeah like, eye? like there was it like he yeah like he couldn't really see and he couldn't really hear i'll tell you what he would save a bundle on contact lenses they oh. are not cheap no, you got he... different eyes you need to pay twice the amount <laughs> anyway it's an aside the hunting party had split up along a well-marked road and were no more than 30 to 40 yards apart. Tom was furthest away. All members were carrying walkie-talkie radios. At one point, a member of the hunting party reported hearing a strange loud noise in the woods, which he couldn't identify or explain, no more than 100 to 150 yards away. A snapping or cracking sound described as like a big trap closing what yeah and this is where the plot starts to thicken the party stayed overnight in the woods searching firing shots into the air and blasting the horn of their truck despite a massive search effort of the entire area over many days involving hundreds of people the air national guard state police canine tracking units helicopters with heat seeking cameras and divers searching waterways no trace was ever found of tom or his possessions to add to the high strangeness of the event, two FBI agents suddenly appeared at the scene on the fourth day of the search to monitor the incident. So this is, right, this is like, they were, they were in a very small cluster. So the old guys were sitting at the bottom of the hill, and the young guys ran up the hill to try and chase anything down. To uh, fetch a pail of water? Yeah, I think so, think so, think okay. so. Um, and then... Tom maybe, fell down. Yeah, he disappeared. He broke he? his crown. Maybe that's what happened to him. <laughs> they would have found them though surely maybe uh so they're, they're all like they're not too far apart and they can't see each other but um they're out there the one of the party hears that strange loud crack noise like mm-hmm. a big trap closing they wander back and tom's disappeared so bear in mind this old guy he's 82 he's not going to wander far but he's got a walkie-talkie mm. he's got no reason to walk away mm. 
And even if he did walk away, surely he'd be found. Yeah. And from the sounds of what they did on the search, like there was one comment that was made in the documentary, like, who is this guy? Like the governor's brother or something like that? Mm -hmm. Like something along those lines because the search party was so massive and nothing was ever found of this guy. Yeah. So they talk a little bit about the, the process of searching. They basically grid the area with string and then they stand, you know, a meter apart from one another and sweep the area until they hit the string on the other side of the grid. And then they turn around and do it the same like was it this one they they did it like you know uh walking east west and yes. then they did the whole thing walking north south yes, so exactly. it's been done and to over the ground again and again and again yeah yeah um carry on yeah so the other thing with it uh that's also interesting is coincidentally fred drum another elderly man who lived nearby disappeared nine days later from his rural property and also remains unaccounted for. So it was Thanksgiving Day, I think, and his wife had gone out to a banquet. Don't know why he didn't get invited. Mm. It's a bit rude. Well, maybe he did. He's just an old man, didn't want to. He didn't want to go. And um, he just dis- she comes back and he's gone. And like his car's there, all the stuff is there. And the same thing, like they diverted some of the resources from the search for old old boy, old mate Tom. Mm. Yeah. And um, no, nothing either. Both of them just gone, vanished. So the interesting thing here. I'll get to that in a minute. Do you want to do chapter two? Yeah, I'll do chapter two. So this chapter two is the Santa Fe cluster. So uh, the Santa Fe New Mexico cluster involves 15 cases. An experienced female hiker named Audrey Kaplan, 75, went missing in 2014 while picking mushrooms and was found five days later in a creek, naked beside a destroyed campsite. Um, and just a quick aside here, so it was um, July in New Mexico, really hot weather. The coroner decided, uh, concluded that she died of hypothermia. Yeah, which so this was one that in the report it said that um, while there are no signs of hypothermia physically to the body, based yeah. on the body's location, um, they're basically ipso facto hypothermia. Exactly. And it's like, well, it's the middle of summer, it's warm, um, and... Why is she naked and lying sort of like face down on a creek? Mm. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so I think I think what they're doing there is they, that's, the, the argument is that hypothermia makes you, you do go, insane yes, things. Yes, exactly. And so they're trying to say she was naked in the fetal position in a creek because she went insane she from went hypothermia. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> not, not that she died of hypothermia because she was in the creek. Yes. Like that's the weird thing, it right? Is, yeah. Yeah, you would that's have to have been cold before you got to the creek. The creek. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Um, Mel Nadell, 61. And so here I'll stop you. Right? Yeah. Our first one here, chapter one. We talked about two elderly men. Yes. Two elderly men. Elderly, elderly, elderly. One was 82. The other was 65. I feel bad for that 65-year-old being lumped in with elderly when we then talk about a 75-year-old and a 61-year-old that just get referred to as <laughs> experienced hunters and, um, and yeah, experienced hikers. Poor guy. Poor guy. Mal Nadell. He's only 65. That's not that elderly. I'd say it's retirement age. It's retirement age, yeah. Is that yeah, elderly? That's I'd not say so. elderly. Is it? I don't know. I'd say it's, 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 you're an elder. An elder statesman. Well, then why does Audrey, okay, 75, not get called elderly? Yeah, I think someone who was writing this was just trying to hurry up and get it done. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think that's on the doco too. Okay, but anyway. right. I think it's maybe what I have the inspiration. Uh, Mel Nadell, 61, verging on elderly, an elk hunter, <laughs> went missing approximately 150 yards from his vehicle in 2009 while he was... Train? What the truck. heck is that? Like a truck outside or buses or something. Yeah, she's busy here tonight. Yeah, far out. 
Mel Nadell, 61, an elk hunter, went missing approximately 150 yards from his vehicle in 2009 while his two hunting buddies hiked up a mountain. Canines traced his scent to his hunting blind in a tree. Do we need to explain this? Hunting blind? Yeah. It's just a platform in a tree. Yeah, okay. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, Look, We could, only had to explain it because you put so much emphasis on it. Well, like, hunting blind? blind? It's just, it's like... It's why I even sort of put like those um, quotation marks around. I'm like, do people know what this is? Oh, I did. to be fair, I didn't know what it was. Oh, okay. I knew what it was, so... Maybe I'm just more of a man than you. Go on. All right. We're about those testicles. <laughs> he's got the bigger nuts. Um, hunting blind in a tree. Whoever could not pick up his uh, trail beyond this point. That was canines, by the way. We've gone. We went off, went off track. Um, <laughs> I'll start that again. Canines traced his scent. Canines traced his scent to his hunting blind in a tree. However, could not pick up his trail beyond this point. So clearly he walked to the tree, up in the blind, and he's gone. But there's no sign of how he got out of there. So just to be clear, a blind yeah, is... It's just a platform in a tree that the way these guys hunt is they might hunt deer or maybe turkeys and stuff like that from these blinds. What it is, it's a platform. You, It's kind of like like over here, you might be more familiar like with the, like white baiters. Like the art of surprise, isn't it? <laughs> so we have a small, what do you call that? Like fish spawn called white bait over here and people put down a platform and that's their that's their spot absolutely like, disgusting they they mark their spot and so if you're a white baiter you go and you put a platform there and that's your spot to fish for white bait you can only my, do it seasonally things like that so a, a hunting blind over there is a similar thing they'll go up and sit in this platform in dead silence I think for we, like six hours at a time waiting to see if a deer will walk past i just can't see how much fun that would be that's why you don't do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd probably rather eat white bait than uh, do that. No, nah, mm. I can listen to a podcast up there. Play with myself on the tree. Something like that. Um, <laughs> Get close to nature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, the formal search lasted for six days. Continued efforts in the years following have revealed no clues to Mel's fate. So he had firearm. He had a crossbow. That's badass. Yep. Yeah, he did. He had a crossbow. Um, and he had they, a leg injury as well. He'd walked into a gopher hole yeah. and he'd injured his leg, so he couldn't wander off. He wasn't going to wander anywhere. Apparently he didn't like long walks anyway. He didn't like... Yeah, didn't they like made walking. A, they made a real point of, no, he didn't like walking. No, yeah. <laughs> like, how did he get around? Yeah. He's just angry about it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was another one. They, they basically... They had a truck as their central point and um, he was waiting at the truck or something like that. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, they did the stay overnight, toot the horn, shoot into the air, all of that sort of stuff. Nothing. Nothing ever found of the guy. And those bows and stuff, they are heavy, apparently. So yeah, if he had started walking, he wouldn't have continued walking um, while still holding it once he it, got to the point of exhaustion. If it had been some sort of animal attack, like, they're not going to take the bows. No, and that's then, right. But why wouldn't he have tried to defend it himself anyway? It's yeah. The sort of commentary is like, he had to have got a ride out of there or something. But yeah. then there's no sign of him doing so. Yeah, and that was the first mention of ETs as well. It was, yeah, because it was we're in New Mexico. New Mexico. Yeah. yeah, he's got a ride out of there one way or another. Yeah. Um, so the other thing to remember with all of these cases is that they all had like full-on professional search and rescue teams. Like we're not leaving this one in the dust to say, oh, they never found anything because they looked for an hour. This was one of those big canvassed efforts again, yep. where it was, um, you know, uh, gridded up, walked. You know, every square inch of that place was looked at multiple times, sometimes for days on end, and nothing. Not even a bow. Nothing, nada, 
Not an arrow, not a nothing. In 2017, another bizarre case from the Santa Fe cluster occurred involving 54-year-old, not really elderly, but no spring chicken, (laughs) Stanley Vigil. Stanley was driving with his father, who probably was elderly, and another friend. (laughs) He probably was, the 54-year-old, you would think so. (laughs) And another friend when he jumped out of the car to track a deer. Fog and heavy rain quickly rolled in and he vanished. Fast forward five months later, Stanley's body, and it must have been fairly decomposed by this point, was found by fishermen in a river nine miles from his point of separation, with skull injuries and broken ribs. And this the conclusion is there that he was he drowned. And again, massive search, everyone rolls out, mm. no sign of the guy, tracking dogs can't get him, and then he appears, uh, what's left of him, nine miles away in a river. And the assumption is that he drowned, but... Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, literally, picture that, driving along with your dad, you see a deer run across the road, you jump out, chase it, and then you're never seen again. Yeah. Like, how does that happen? Or never seen alive again, yeah. yeah. And then, but, but that then was the one that... Uh, that it takes five months to even do find a... a, a, a yeah. Five months dead. later, they find him nine miles away, um, with you know, broken ribs and, a, and head injuries. Um, but that was one, uh, if I recall... The, uh, one of the weird things about it was that as soon as he got out and started running it started just pouring with yeah. rain fog all kinds of things and that's that weather event yeah uh, weather event rolled in yeah cool chapter three chapter three shall i hit it what is with the traffic tonight no, no. this is not normal this is paranormal oh one more aside i should throw in i was going to talk about this at the top it'll take me two minutes i saw a weird thing mm-hmm. i thought it was a little bit abnormal but this is paranormal so as we tend to you know grasp for experiences of our own i'm going to count it i saw you may remember back in the day one of the very first things on the episode would always ask anything paranormal happened yeah yeah. so i would say maybe when really it's no i'm grasping (laughs) but it's worth a mention i saw a guy with glasses that didn't have stems they were like morpheus glasses oh and it was just at kmart that's cool. Pretty abnormal, right? It is. Worth a mention. Where do you get those from? I don't know. I've never seen them. Apart from not Morpheus. You need to get very high. I'll bring it back down again <laughs> to here. Chapter 3, The Crazies. Oh, I like this one. <laughs> um, Crazies reminds me of back in the day um, during the drive-in movie phase in the 50s. They used to quite often get called the weirdies because of the that kind of like plan nine from outer space i thought it was quite a cool name for them they should bring it back Mm. um all right you about to say something no okay i was just just thinking that i just i'm just seeing that there's a bit of grammar underlined here and i'm like that's probably i probably could have done that better that's really embarrassing for you let's see if you notice listeners where the grammar needs to happen because it's one of those blue squiggly lines so it's it's possible there's a sentence structure problem yeah. rather than actual spelling. Reading it again now, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm not sure about that. Let, let's see if I can professionally gloss over it. In September 2014, Aaron Hedges went missing while elk hunting with two friends in the crazy mountains in Montana. Aaron hiked alone to another lake. However, while very experienced with the region, seemingly missed a clearly marked bend in the track and disappeared off course. So this one straight away triggers in my mind. I thought this was the most juicy one. Yeah. Like this was the meat on the on the bone of this four one one. Yeah. Um, Plus, um, it's the first time I ever heard the term horse wreck. Yeah, uh, I'd heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't know if I did. I feel like I have. Oh, for God's sake. I feel like I have from like old Western movies. Maybe. I, I liked it though. I definitely couldn't um, find you one. Because it's probably not a thing. <laughs> you can find no examples of yeah. <laughs> Aaron hiked alone. I oh, know, I already did that. Uh, your, your blue squiggle distracted me then. Okay, I think it was a snowstorm. A snowstorm or weather event. <gasps> Soon moved in and the search began. In an area that had previously been searched with no success, Aaron's boots, some possessions, and a fire pit were discovered. His boots would set neatly aside, and there was no sign of Aaron, despite a squad of 60 ground searchers, canine teams, and helicopters looking for him. So, that was one that I'm like, this is a reenactment, but it's yeah. still spooky to see. Just kind of a pair of boots neatly put to one side. They said there was a, um, a partially lit fire or a partially burned cigarette packet, which mm -hmm. they knew was his brand. His brand, yep. Um, they had um, the straps off of a back, off of a rucksack, like the waistband that was pulled off and that was in or around said fire pit as well. But his boots were sitting there. Like, Neatly side by side. And it had just snowed here, so mm. it's not really the time to take your boots off. Is it not? No. That's weird. But again, this area had already been searched and they hadn't found any sign of them yet. Here we are. Nine months later, the usual human gestation period. Oh, good. Thank you for telling me that. Later, a f oh, I said later twice. I blew it. Nine months later, a farmer discovered an orange vest, a backpack containing food, a thermos, and a hunting license on his farm within sight of a road and buildings. These items belonged to Aaron Hedges. Like the boots, the backpack was placed neatly, leaning against a tree. There was still no sign of Aaron. So this is the weirdest thing. Hmm. So almost a year later, they found uh, it was the like a human gestation period later. <laughs> one human gestation period later, they found the cup from a flask. They said an energy drink, and it was like as if you had sat down and had a drink. Yeah, and overlooking some farm buildings. Overlooking farm buildings, which if you were desperate, that's safety, right? It is. Let's wander right down there. Yeah. Um, so was that the time yeah they found his they knew it was all his because uh his yeah hunting, hunting license, license. yeah yep. exactly yeah uh in august 2016 almost two years after aaron disappeared partial human remains and some possessions including a cell phone were located not far from that location where the backpack was discovered aaron had been found 11 miles from where he was last seen and six miles from where his boots were placed the events that led to aaron's death remain a mystery weirdest thing out it is that one got me yeah it really is confusing um the fact that they had a massive search and couldn't find it but like this crazy area is not massive it's quite compact and self-contained mm. so they surely and they knew which direction he went off in yeah and it was odd because the track that he wandered off on the he was walking up to this lake and the track is really clearly marked mm. and they um his companions had called him on their radio and the radio had an inbuilt gps and they could see when he was calling back all they could see where he was was off the track and they were yeah. a bit confused about why he was wandering off and he mm. was way off the screen but the track is clearly marked this is an area he'd been to a lot of times before yep. uh, from memory was this the one he was going up to some like weapons cache or something yes that's like, right yeah to a, retrieve it so it's a, pre a place they've previously been yeah and um yeah he had to basically pick the left path and a fork on the road uh, apparently it's a really obvious path and at the time it was you know the weather was warm sunny clear uh as soon as he or well, once he started getting lost and they started searching for him which may have been the next day i think 
um, snowstorm hit and they said it was 24 inches of snow in 12 hours. Yeah. Absolute blizzard. Yeah. Um, the weird thing as well is um, the time between uh, boots being found. No, sorry. They had searched the area before the boots turned up, didn't they? So they'd searched it before. They had, yeah. And then the next day found all the boots and the bonfire and all of that sort of stuff. So, um, And no tracks going anywhere out. Uh, and then um, for him to have made that journey without his boots meant that he would basically be walking on a track of um, shattered up sharp granite. It would have been would have ripped your feet apart. Yeah. So again, they sort of talked about hypothermia being something in here. Something that's made you go crazy. But again, it seems like a convenient excuse. Yeah, I mean, it's it feels like they're saying hypothermia because they got nothing else. Like, yeah, <laughs> like just, I got nothing. Hypothermia. I got nothing. Hypothermia. There yeah. we go. Label it. Stamp it. Closed. Yeah. Chapter four. So uh, chapter four begins with um, we, we're in the Sierra Mountains in California. Mm-hmm. Um, it talks about some cases. Nevada. Or is the Sierra Mountains? This California? is on the California side. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, I'll allow it. Thank you. <laughs> so this, um, they talk about, so there's a small town um, near, near the mountains and there's been a number of people that have disappeared in this area as, as well. Um, it goes into a couple of the cases. There's one guy that was um, found by, like his, his priest, <laughs> I wonder where he was, the priest went looking for him <laughs> and found his car, but there was no sign of him and it was near this big gorge and had something that they'd gone into the water. Mm. Just again, a, a raft unexplained same sort of thing as we've heard before. Uh, it doesn't go into too much detail on those cases, but just again says these um, these Sierra Mountains. There's been similar occurrences, but this this kind of touches on um, more of the kind of crypto potentially paranormally side of, of, of this. So, Politis interviews uh, Ron Moorhead, a hunter who has been using a camp in the Sierra Nevadas. That's the mountains, Sierra Nevada's mountains. Oh, I see. Uh, since the early 1970s and has collected some disturbing sound recordings of alleged creatures who would stalk his hunting camp. Hunting, hunting camp. Pardon? <laughs> who would stalk his hunting camp and has endured other unsettling encounters such as lights moving through the trees as if it were under intelligent control. Mm, orbs. Mm. They talked about orbs. And they there said there was uh, orbs floating around like as if you looked into the sky and it was a full moon, but it was much closer than yeah. that and would just move around the <laughs> treetops. one example where he saw this big light that sort of just moved through the trees as a sort of like coasting between the trees and moving through as well. Mm, that's right. Uh, like a rod. Yeah. Yeah, it was a rod, that's wasn't right. it? Yeah. Moorhead Sierra sounds are allegedly the sounds of Bigfoot-like creatures around his camp, yelling and communicating with each other, sometimes in what sounds like a foreign language, and even responding to the hunter's mimicking responses. Now, this is one that has to be heard to be believed. Yeah. Like this. It does, because I didn't realise the language piece until I heard it, and it's like, they kind of sound like they're speaking like Japanese or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. It was... Something weird. Yeah, it was really <laughs> intense. But um, yeah, they had some examples um, in, in, in the doco yeah the, it was audio tracks where the hunters were basically holed up it reminded me of some uh something like um the village or something where you're completely barricaded in these like massive logs and um you know through the cracks you can see or hear something disturbing and these guys are these old-timey hunters are in there um they can hear um banging and crashing outside they go out and their camp's wrecked um, but you know kind of too scared or don't want to reveal themselves to whatever the hell's yes. doing it um uh, and they're sitting in the in the cave uh hearing the calls and then calling back 
and yeah you like it's definitely definitely strange <laughs> like it's hard to explain so looking a little bit into these sierra sounds um they are quite famous on their own mm. and where the final two chapters is chapter four and um we'll get into chapter five in just a second it's sort of i don't know whether they're starting to trying to come up with some sort of potential explanations for what's causing these things or what sort of unusual things that are happening in the forest that may be contributing to these sort of things um don't know because no one disappears um in the the ron moorhead situation with his camp and also in chapter five no one disappears either but it's talking about very strange phenomenon that mm. have been encountered by people mm. all right final chapter groovy that's me the predator case the last story is similar to the moorhead case in its paranormal nature the incident is aptly titled the predator case and follows a female hunter jan maccabee who witnessed an unusual sight while in her treetop hunting position I'm blind at, i believe yeah is that right i think you i think I, i'd rather just change that to blind <laughs> um witnessed an unusual sight while in her treetop blind or is a blind no a blind i don't think they're always in a treetop i think they can just have like a little pit or a bunker so a treetop blind is apt um a blurred seemingly cloaked figure moving through the trees sort of like how predator camouflaged itself in the film the hunter also captured an unusual image on her cell phone during her sighting and the image is not just blurry but also of an aspect ratio that would have been impossible to capture on her old ass blackberry (laughs) (laughs) um yeah this was a weird one so it was kind of that look of where you can see light being distorted almost like heat lines but if you think of that as you know someone using cloaking or something like that she reckons she saw a um a creature in the in a treetop moving moving yeah, along mo- moving along through the trees something mm. big big ass something moving through the trees with this blurred you included a photo in the um in the word document i did just for this audio medium <laughs> um <laughs> yeah uh so you get different uh sizes uh of photo on your phone but they're all usually the same or something that you can change in your settings um the photo when they pull it down off of its old ass sd card <laughs> um, <laughs> was a weird size so it had like you know dropped down to you know a quarter of the pixel size and a strange ratio so it wasn't even you know like a smaller version of the big photo it was like only part of the sensor had captured light yes uh, and then saved it into its digital formats um it's rainbowy it's blurry it's tree-ish and it's the wrong size it's kind of weird i think i can make out a blind (laughs) you can um i'll carry on Around the same time, a bizarre hashtag light in the sky is observed by a group of school children only a short distance from where Jan Maccabee had her encounter in the woods with the unknown entity while in her blind. Her husband provided some detail, detailed analysis of the photo. Now this guy, he is either dangerously old or he has the most like monotone, I don't care nor want to talk to you about this He's quite famous, though, in the UFO community. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Because the, the thing is, they don't talk about him being... Actually, if you read the bit there, it sort of talks about it more about him. But um, he he's quite famous in the UFO community. Because when I saw it, it was like... Because it said Jan Maccabee and Bruce Maccabee. I'm like, Bruce Maccabee? Mac? James McAvoy? No. <laughs> but, is this the guy in the wheelchair from X-Men? No. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, still, he could act like he gives a shit. Um, <laughs> I think he's, he knows he's he knows he's just too cool. Uh, her husband provided some provides some detailed analysis of the photo. Doctor Bruce Maccabee is quite familiar to anyone with an interest in paranormal, other than me. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. he's a physicist with a PhD and extensive Navy experience working for the U.S. government. Maccabee was also the preeminent video analyst for hundreds of alleged UFO videos as a member of NICAP. What's NICAP? Can't remember. North International Cat and Porcupine. It's it's referenced in the Betty and Barney Hill case heaps, NICAP. Um, okay. We know MUFON is. And the Mutual UFO Network, MUFON. The end. Uh, National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena. That's good. Founded 1956. Packing backwards. Yep. Um, anything else to add here? I think, um, as David Politis sort of says, there isn't. He doesn't have an answer. Yeah. Um, I think he presents a lot of really compelling cases that don't make a lick of sense. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and at the end, I guess, without saying this is what's causing it, presents some bizarre phenomenon that has been recorded or observed that may help account for why people disappear and what could be causing them to do so. I think there's not a clear-cut answer to any of this. Yeah. It's just... Because if, if people were vanishing completely... And just, you know, and never being found again. I guess at least there's a consistency there. But some people are found, but mm. they're found in very unusual, bizarre circumstances. Yeah. Um, so maybe the people that haven't been found uh, because they're in somewhere different that, they, you know, they'd searched previously and now, like that story in the crazies, um, they only sort of, they'd searched the area, kind of given up, and then just by chance happened to find the guy later on. Mm-hmm. So maybe do we need to go back and look in these places and see where these people have come back and yeah. remains and things are found now? I don't know. Like that's there's so many um, not red herrings, but there's so many kind of details that can't be reproduced. Yes. So like um, there's that kind of trapdoor sound or you know cage, um, you know uh, trapdoor opening or closing mm-hmm. uh, in that very first one. Um, there's taking the photo again uh if you're in the in the blind the what now <laughs> the the treetop blind oh sorry, sorry yeah um there's so many things that kind of they're one-offs and you can just never go back and you know go to that same spot and have the same thing happen again um yeah it's like a weird sort of perfect storm of things gone wrong like a person you know taking a right instead of a left and then just never being seen again or driving along and a deer's come across the road and then the person chases and is never seen again it's it's it's, i don't know there's just nothing nothing you can do about that to to kind of be like and then they were here and then what yeah and and the fact that there's so many of these cases um there's these regional clusters there's all these uh sets of circumstances Mm. um that link all these together what was um interesting is had i not watched this documentary i wouldn't have got a uh, certain comment that was made in the podcast I was listening to it was a murder mystery type podcast where someone had disappeared mm-hmm. lost, uh, lost gone without a trace yeah and they referenced missing 411 and David Politis in the podcast oh and, really uh, and apparently he didn't believe that the circumstances this person had gone missing in um, the mountains of Montana 
and mm. um like she'd just gone up the mountains the person uh looked apparently that was with her they were standing there she was there looked turned away walked back looked around again she was gone and no, no trace never seen again. found. so politis hadn't at that point made it clear whether he agreed or not but it sounds again just like the same set of circumstances mm. that would do this you know the other fact being potentially the person who was with her had killed her and that's what yeah. always happens right and the same thing you'd ask in many of these cases like the two guys with um in the crazy story that yeah potentially like maybe did you kill him but mm. there's just i mean it's that's a convenient out um it's a bit like travis walton we talked about it like you know if he had never come back they probably would have arrested those guys for murder yeah that's right because it's yeah. just well i must have done it it's the, the occam's the dis- razor the, yeah, the most obvious answer is usually the true the, one the disappearing without a trace mm. um normally means you kill the person you've hit the body yeah so yeah so when i listened to that podcast and that was only like a week after i'd watched the documentary i was like oh my god i get this now because it's missing <laughs> going walking in a mountainous area uh experienced person like this person was lived in the area she was an older person elderly mm. some would say yeah <laughs> not me over 60 then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh knew the area so well would walk this track every single day so there's no reason why you should go missing mm. so really interesting that there's another one just there yeah it makes no sense yeah so once you hit 60 people, don't go wandering in the woods by yourself. I would suggest... Because that's the thing, right? They, they, they are... It only happens when no one's looking at them, if you know what I mean. So if you're in a group, you're good. I think you can be old. <laughs> but just don't stray. Yeah, don't stray. Don't stray. Don't stray in the woods, people. Yeah, just life advice. Cuff yourself to another member of your party. And I don't mm. care if you've got to poop. Yeah, and then... Chain side to side. At least if it happens, you're both gone. Exactly. And on that note, anything else to add? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we've done. I think I think we've uh, hopefully sold this for the uh, the the listener. Mm. And I'm going to try be good to track down the original missing. Yeah, you should do that. Yeah, and I'm going to watch Terminator Two tonight. <laughs> I feel like it now. <laughs> thank you for your notes. Very good notes as always. Um, thank me for my chairs. Yeah, the setup, the re- <laughs> the reconfigured studio. So hopefully the next uh, time we record, um, I'm on annual leave next week, yep. so, so we we're won't be recording. Week, but back the following one. Back the following, we should have um, another addition to our studio. Not that it matters to anyone else, but I'm sure we'll talk about it this one. Exciting I new edition coming soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Um, on that note, we'll call that another episode of Lights in the Sky podcast. Join us next time. Toodaloo.